There is a battle happening in your community. Towns and cities need to be economically vibrant to provide services and environmental aesthetics. And there is competition from other communities to attract business to invest in development to provide the ever-increasing required revenue. Your community, Chamber of Commerce, is on the front line promoting your community to be more advantageous to business and development than the next community. Welcome to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Now join Rich Casanova, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Georgia Podcast. Rich Casanova here alongside Artie Rudiman. Our guest on the Georgia Podcast is Nancy Hohen. She's the CEO and president of the Alpharetta Chamber of Commerce. Is here to share what the Alpharetta Chamber of Commerce is doing and it's, is making one of the fastest growing cities in America. Nancy, on a personal note before we start, so our listeners have an understanding of who you are and where you come from, um, before becoming the CEO and president of Alpharetta's Chamber, you were involved with several chambers in Orlando, Florida area. Correct. And you were also executive director in a CEO position of a Toastmaster district director, and you led a team of 70 providing support and guidance to over 200 clubs and 4,000 members in Central and Northern Florida. Correct. That's impressive. (laughs) You and I had a a, a conversation off-air about Toastmasters, which is a wonderful organization. Right. But please feel free to add to your bio if you want to add anything that I left out. Yeah, sure. Actually, my experience in Toastmasters is what completely changed my career. My background is actually in accounting, both public and private. And when I got involved in Toastmasters and started uh, serving in district leadership and the training and everything that they provide, along with getting over the fear of public speaking, I realized that I enjoyed really working with people, seeing people just changed their lives because of the Toastmaster experience. And from there, that that is how I gained the skills to actually be a leader in a chamber of commerce because they're both membership-driven organizations. So we, they both have the same challenges and, and you know, providing the same service to, to the members. Well, as you and I spoke about off the air, Toastmasters not only teaches how to listen, how to speak, but also to be a leader. Yes, actually. That, well, and uh, that is their tagline, where leaders are made. Wow, I was a member of Toastmasters. I didn't know that was their tagline. Yeah, oh. that's been a few uh, years back. Yeah. Well, you're still a developing leader. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to bring this back to the the chamber. You know, most of us know something about our community chamber of commerce, but most of us do not think too much about why it is important to our business and and to our quality of life. So I'm going to provide just a little bit of a history of Chambers of Commerce. The first Chamber of Commerce was founded in 1599 in Marseille, France. The first Chamber of Commerce in the United States was in New York in 1768. A Chamber of Commerce 
also refers to a board of trade. It's a business network whose goal it is to advance the, and promote the economic environment for business and general welfare of the community they serve. They're usually independent, sometimes quasi-government organizations that have influence on legislators by lobbying to have laws passed favorable to business. So, Artie, you're saying there was a chamber before that we had a country established in 1776. That's true because... <laughs> That's kind of odd, doesn't it seem like? We had a chamber of commerce before we had a country? Yes, <laughs> and, and actually my research showed that in England in the same year, there was a chamber that started, and that was the first English-speaking chamber of commerce in New York and in England at the same time. This guy's done his homework on this, yeah. Yes, he has. All right, so, so Nancy, so we've been talking about the chamber of commerce. Talk to about a brief history of the city of Alpharetta and their backstory. So the city of Alpharetta started experiencing unusual growth um, about the 2006. They they had about three to 6,000 residents that actually grew, started growing. Businesses started being attracted to this area. And within like about a five-year period, there became over 5,000 businesses. Wow. We have, uh, right now we're at about 66,000 residents. Mm. And we have actually about 60,000 people that travel into Alpharetta every day. So our population doubles each day. Mm. And with that, about that time is when some business leaders in Alpharetta decided that it was a good time to start a chamber for specifically for this business community. And um, they knew that, that Alpharetta could sustain a its own chamber. And so at that point, it was developed. It was run by the board of directors and some volunteers for the first four years. And then in the fifth year, they did the search for the CEO to bring an, in an experienced chamber professional and be able to actually lead the chamber and take it to the next level so that we can continue to serve and provide resources for the community. And they found the perfect candidate for that, apparently, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes or yes. Yeah. Well, maybe that, and I found my perfect job, too. I was like, I was looking for something exactly like this, a young chamber in a very vibrant and growing area to be able to come in and really make some make a difference. And I did some consulting work for a chamber in Orlando, which is very similar in the Lake Nona area, okay. which kind of had the same type of history as Alpharetta, where it was a country club community for a very long time, right. kind of out in the boonies, you know, yeah. not not much around <laughs> it. And but the um, the developer had a vision for that that area, and they grew quite large, and they started their own chamber outside of the regional chamber there. Talk to us about some of the claims of fame. So, uh, Money Magazine recently said what about Alpharetta? So Money Magazine did a uh, did research, and they named throughout the United States the number one city to live in each state. And in Georgia, the city was Alpharetta. That's crazy. And then Southern Living Magazine followed up with that with what kind of stat we're talking yes, here? Yes, with the 16th. We were number 16 as voted the um, friendliest wow. city. Yeah. And that's cool. what I've experienced, yeah. too, since I've been here. It's so, very different from Florida. So you guys add another level to the southern charm or whatever, right? I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to live in the friendliest town <laughs> in, in the south? But now let's pivot. We're, we're on the Pro Business Channel, our middle name being business. So talk to us about technology and Alfreda. So Alpharetta, back when Windward was first developed, Ross Perot had a vision of Alpharetta really? attracting the tech community, and he um, he worked to get the huge fiber optic network um, built 
and constructed. And with that, that's what started attracting businesses because they could get up and running. They had fast download speeds and they had that whole, um, the fiber optic network as well as the large database. And speaking of, business, speaking of business, our uh, stats, uh, our Intel says there's 20 million square feet of office space in, in, just in Alpharetta? Yes. I don't not, think the average available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know that the average uh, Metro Atlanta or Georgian really thinks in that. In that has that mindset, right? Well, and the fact that we have over six thousand businesses, and of those, over seven hundred are high tech companies. You don't really think about that. Seeing the small town charm and and the friendly and all of that here in Alpharetta, you just don't see. Well, that's an amazing backdrop on the city of Alfred. And now talk to us about the connection with the Chamber of Commerce and helping the city of Alfred to be successful. Talk to us about some, you know, cross-pollination there. So with the... With- the Chamber, working with the City of Alpharetta, as well as our Convention and Visitors Bureau, we call all kind of work as a team to help the city be a destination for many different things, a destination for business, a destination for residents, and a destination for weddings and family reunions and things like that. So the CBB does a very good job of attracting that type of business into Alpharetta as well. And then once the business, on our end, once the businesses are here, it is our job to support them, build a community of a network of, you know, businesses that support each other and help each other be successful. And then that creates a sustainable business community. So this is your sixth year. You talk about the network. So how many members are we talking as part of the Alfreda Chamber? We are almost at 400 members in the chamber. With uh, 6,000 companies, it sounds like you have you're we have an untapped, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a sales Literally position untapped. open now. Yeah. <laughs> which leads me to my next question, which would be, what would you tell the ones who are not members are the benefits for joining the Chamber of Commerce of Alpharetta? Well, the Chamber of Commerce, one of the things that we do is provide networking opportunities. And I'd always try to stress that with all of the social media and a lot of digital marketing that's still face-to-face networking, if you use that in conjunction with social media, it's like exponentially 10 times better than just either social media or face-to-face networking. Still, people do people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And that's how we build that community of businesses. On the other side of it, a lot of businesses have that corporate social responsibility policy and they want to do good in their community. Mm-hmm. They want to give back. They want opportunities for their employees to volunteer for nonprofits or even the chamber. Um, so that helps larger companies kind of serve that, that corporate social responsibility factor in their business. And sometimes they just want to be financial supporting partners of our organization because they know we're doing good. They know we're creating a sustainable business community. And then they help us financially also with either sponsorship or membership opportunities. Just really supporting your mission, right? Exactly. And it's interesting. We did the flip on the social media and in person. So we met you in person here in Serendipity (laughs) at a networking (laughs) event. And then we just connected this week on social media. Yeah. (laughs) So see how great that all works together? Absolutely. (laughs) But that that is a point. Being a serial net worker or net weaver myself, yes. uh, it is very important to have an online presence, yes. but to connect that to one-on-one is, is, is very powerful. And it's sort of like you already preset it because now you have some brand recognition online mm-hmm. and now you connect 
personally. Right. So it, right. it builds that, that familiarity, if you will, and that trust that you spoke about earlier. So in, in a very real sense, uh, a, a chamber of commerce stands at the junction for government, business, and residents' interest. The chamber serves the interest of the business and the community. However, it must strive to balance the best interest for both. And what might be good for one is not necessarily good for the other. So how does the chamber balance that? Balance. The, the interest of business and residents. They might be in conflict at some time. What's good for one might ne necessarily be good for the other. Well, and with the Chamber of Commerce, too, the chamber is not always a good fit for every business. Um, it's not always, and our chamber may not be specifically the best fit for any business. So there is a saying in the chamber world that once you've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber because we're all so different because we serve the areas where we're located and what our businesses need and what our community needs. With the residents, what and one of the challenges that we have is getting the word out to our residents that whenever they're looking for, to do business, they're looking for a hairstylist, they're looking for somebody to fix their air conditioning, they're looking to sell their home. If they go to our website, which is alfredachamber.com, and go to our directory of businesses, and then there they can find businesses that are reputable and dependable. And there was a study done uh, specifically for Chambers of Commerce that shows that about 67% of people find businesses who are members of a chamber to be much more desirable, and they're more likely to return business with them. So it's called about, the Shapiro survey. No, I, I would I would buy into that. That totally makes sense. So, talking about this partnership or alignment, um, our, uh, someone tells me you have a story about an event signage oh. to share with us. Right yes. <laughs> well, Alpharetta being such a unique and charming community. When I first got here, and this was very different for me coming from Orlando because we didn't have these issues, but the, when I started talking to the members and learning what some of their challenges are, one of the biggest comments that I got or one of the biggest issues that, sh that businesses have is the fact that the signage is very restricted here yeah, in Alpharetta. Yeah, limited, yeah. But that keeps it charming, too. Right, yeah. So I, c I definitely understand the city's point with right. doing that, but it still is a challenge for our businesses. So one of the initiatives that I think our chamber is trying to assist with is finding and, and coming up with different ways that we can help uh, market our businesses and give them visibility without the signage. So we need to be able to drive business, uh, business to our members and get people to know they're there. Yeah, easy for the consumer to navigate throughout the city and, um, and utilize the services. I remember the first time I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and all this, you know, all the, it was very subdued, you know. Uh, I think somewhere in your psyche, you realize you weren't in this uh, chaos of the typical city, right? You're, you had that island experience, and yet when you looked around, all the signage was uniform. Yeah. Right. It was right. all the same color coding, but you knew that this business was existing there. It wasn't like a best kept secret. Right. Have you guys right. explored those options or the scenario? Of, well, that's that's pretty much how the restrictions are. They okay. they do limit the height and different things. And but they do. They're not necessarily all consistent as yeah. far as the the you can have Chromatic your logo whatever, yeah. and, and that type of right. thing. But um, I. I just, I feel, and we, again, you don't see any billboards right. in Alpharetta either. So huh. that's another thing that just helps keep it from looking like such a large It keeps it friendly community. or whatever, yeah. yeah. Instead yeah. of like Austin, they want to keep it weird or whatever. 
In our off-the-air conversation, you gave a great example of how the chamber works for business and also is in working with the residents. So you were talking about an event um, that was an Alpharetta downtown event, and the signage restriction restrictions kind of didn't help the crowds find what kinda they were ha- looking hampered for. Hampered the experience. Right. Yeah, right. that's a better term. So what, what did the chamber come up with, uh, an idea for that? Well, when, when um, the city center area of downtown opened, and we are getting ready to now be one downtown with everything involved, we, as these businesses were starting to open, and as we grow business in the downtown area, we're seeing that with the restrictions, businesses can't have grand opening signs and things like that. So our chamber created a sip, shop, and stroll event. <laughs> I like and that. <laughs> what was that again? Sip, shop, and stroll. All right. And it's a challenge to say yeah. it sometimes. Especially if you've been, <laughs> especially if you've been, been sipping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually have it coming up this Thursday from oh, cool. 5 to 8.30. We did the, our first one right before the holidays last year. And so it drives traffic down and in, into the businesses. And then they can have an opportunity to provide some food and beverage, get the the um, community into their right. location. They know they're there. They can see what they have. And then it, it creates that return business as well. But you had told me that you... The, came up with an idea of temporary signage and that's something that that the chamber does it comes up with uh if you will ideas and concepts that they lobby to uh the legislators to be more helpful yeah we haven't actually gone to the city with anything we would like to be able to possibly at some point have the city loosen up the restrictions and be able to provide some maybe temporary signage or special event signage with it only being able to be up a certain amount of time yeah like for pop-up events or festivals or yeah or conferences until we get to that point yeah we we have to find ways that we can work around that so as we say in radio stay tuned yeah for that one right (laughs) (laughs) so let's pivot here for a second so um uh not every city has an economic development director but alfred apparently does Mm -hmm. right yes so talk to us about you know those goals and the alignment again with the chamber and the economic development director so the economic development department at the city of Alpharetta is responsible for driving business growth into Alpharetta, and they work very closely with us. Um, we we help provide if there's any um, issues or anything like that with, with businesses. So between the Greater North Fulton Chamber, which is also located right here in Alpharetta, and our chamber, we both work with the economic development department to support and sustain those businesses. I think your term for that was the city brings them in and the chambers <laughs> serves and them. sustains and sus- inspires and educates. <laughs> I'd say keeps them in. Yeah. Keeps them coming back. Yeah. For those annual renewals. Yeah. <laughs> well, coming at it from a business <laughs> angle, the, the chambers are businesses and you're competing against other chambers for investments. What is Alpharetta's value proposition? Well, basically, we are able to do much more than a regional chamber as far as to be very close and intimate with our members so that we can really speak to what they're looking for, just like the signage issue, providing uh, some education and resources specifically to what they're looking for. And um, with the Greater North Fulton Chamber, they provide the government advocacy. They have six cities that they serve, which is um, one of them being Alpharetta, Sandy Springs, Rock. 
Roswell, Johns Creek. So, and then Sandy Springs and Johns Creek have their own chamber. So we all work together in the same North Fulton community to be able to serve the businesses whatever way they need. So some businesses, if they're looking for more of a global or regional reach, then our chamber would not be the best fit for them unless they're looking for that corporate social responsibility type aspect. And then we can definitely provide that for them. So, so it, they are looking for Alpharetta. What would you say are the strong points? That we have, we have great opportunities as far as being able to get exposure and visibility through events, sponsorships. We provide resources through our monthly luncheons. We just brought in a Google consultant that did um, gave some great takeaways from the event that people were actually able to go back to their office and put into, put into play and use and help grow their business on Google. And so we look for any opportunities that we can to be able to get information to our businesses. We have our coffee and commerce, which is a hot topic. It's held quarterly. And we just had um, Kathy Hypes and Kathy Ziggert come in and talk about what's happening with the North Point renovation. So we always try to keep our businesses in Alpharetta informed and educated and inspired and then connected. For our, our listeners outside the Alpharetta or the general uh, metro Atlanta area, North Point Mall is currently going under renovation. Yes. And, and uh, the, the direction it's going is to be more... Um, what, you Walkable, mm -hmm. live, work, play. There's going to be some uh, multifamily housing there. Um, it's going to have a lot of green space. It's going to be connected to all of the trails. So you'll really be able to get through pretty much... Alpharetta, Avalon, downtown, and North Point will all be connected at, throughout the city. That, that is a wide area and very impressive that, mm -hmm. that they're accomplishing that. So given you have the value proposition and you know that you're trying to win businesses to come here to Alpharetta, I should say, um, what are the challenges that you come across typically? Of course, there's always the challenge of just getting people to understand what we do and why we do it, that we're here for them and how we have so many services outside of attending events. I think probably the first thing that comes to mind when people are looking at joining a chamber is I'm a new business. I'm slammed. I don't have the time. I don't have time to get out and go to events. But that's one of the things that we bring value to with is that we have a lot of opportunities outside of events to promote our businesses and give them visibility. So what specifically needs to be done to make the chamber grow? What would you say? Now, I'm talking about the chamber now, not... not bringing in businesses to the chamber. To, mm -hmm. Right, to make the chamber grow. So um, we are... We are starting to grow and become strong financially, and having more corporate business um, support would be beneficial for us right now. We're trying to develop an Alpharetta Council of Executives, which will hopefully get more of the larger corporations involved so that we can have a roundtable with the mayor and some of the CEOs of the larger businesses that have a large footprint here in Alpharetta. That's interesting because in, in most chambers, uh, typically the large corporations will join the chamber. They would support it financially, but they really do not get actively involved. Right, right. Many and, times they don't. 
and what we're trying to work toward that so that we can learn what issues they're seeing, um, maybe some of their employees, uh, whatever level, but with the larger businesses having that input and how can the chamber help with any issues within the city or within their business. All right. Just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Georgia podcast where we're telling the stories of who's who and what's new in Georgia. And this Rich Casanova alongside Artie Rudiman. And we're speaking today with Nancy Hohen. She's the president and CEO of the Alfreda Chamber of Commerce. Just beforehand, you mentioned about the CEO roundtable, this new initiative, I guess, in the works. And earlier, you also mentioned about there's not necessarily um, a global opportunity or outreach, but actually... Um, speak to us about this technology of the South. I mean, it's actually home to more than 700 technology-based corporations, right? So it's not right. this slip, sleepy southern town oh, no, or whatever. No, right? yeah. <laughs> no many, of, many of our companies here in Alpharetta do have a global outreach. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's, so at that point, that's, why, that's where the larger organizations can be part of us. For, it's not necessarily that we're going to provide more business right. for them, which is a lot of times what people may allude to. But, no, we, we they are providing um, information to us to help us be the best resources for the businesses in Alpharetta. Absolutely. So let's talk about kind of what's next, right? So we covered a lot of ground here today. I think this is a great infomercial for the Alpharetta <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. Yes or yes? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <Right>? yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's its growth focus? I mean, Artie was kind of touching on that a minute ago, but you mentioned uh, the board of directors, you're working on the next, you know, new initiatives. Is there any scoops or anything you have cooking here? Or, um... Well, we're going in, you know, we just started our sixth year. Um, our board had their strategic planning meeting, and we are definitely looking at what ways we can develop um, working with educational institutions, um, getting better connected in the technology world, as well as what finding out what's most important to our businesses and then delivering that going into going into the next five years. Awesome. I love this last question. We'll try to finish on unless there's any uh, follow-up roundtable discussion and so forth. But so, um, uh, Crystal Ball, if the chamber had a larger budget, maybe a blank check, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're pitching to the shark tank and they got lots of money in their pocket, right? So what would you do in an ideal world? Well, in the ideal world, with more capital and more funding, we could definitely... We definitely need to increase our staff to be able to provide all of those resources. So we have, um, we recently in November moved into our own office space. So we have great space right now to be able to serve and have uh, resources for our businesses. We're going to have a co-working space that will house about four people. We have a conference room our members can use. And then, um, but with, as as the funding increases and our financial situation gets much more solid, then we'll be bringing in more staff and that way we can start developing better programs and more educational resources as well. How many people do you have on staff right now? Right now we have two. Okay. So wow. let's do a shout out to the other person. Yeah. Who would that be? <laughs> <laughs> That's easy math. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot if there's 17. Now I got to remember all 17 names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is Tina Blount and okay. she is our communications and marketing director. Okay. So she does all of our social media communications. She helps, helps with events. So her and I both have to wear several hats. Absolutely. We have our main responsibilities, but then we also do a little bit of other things just to, yeah, to get everything. But 
to get everything up and running and to be strong, we just had to jump in with both feet and we're making it happen. So like with, you know, Artie hosts a show actually here on the Pro Business Channel Business Developers Network. Every business understands that the lifeblood is sales and generating more membership and so in your case, more members, right? So what are some of the, the challenges and opportunities? Uh, and I guess with that budget, you would bring on some more people in business development to en- enhance the size of the organization? Enhance the size of the organization as well as um, programs, programs okay. and education, um, events. And so right now, right now, our calendar of events is pretty solid. Okay. And we've brought on new events uh, in 2018. We just started a couple new ones here in 2019. And that will be pretty solid. It's the, uh, the programs and education, more workshops, that type of thing. Give us some outline of some of those events or some of your signature events as well. So our signature events consist of um, our Women Who Walk the Walk, which okay. we just had last week, which is an inspirational, motivational type event. To We usually get a woman, um, businesswoman in Georgia who has been very successful. She's gone from like nurse to CEO type wow. thing. And they come in and they ta- tell their journey and talk about their story and how they, how they did that, the challenges and that type of thing. We have um, our Coffee and Commerce, which right. I mentioned earlier is a hot topic type event. Is that a event. weekly, monthly? or That's what's Quarterly. Quarterly, okay. What and about weekly or monthly events? Or, um... Weekly, uh, right now we don't have, we just started a mastermind group, okay. which will start meeting weekly in May. Nice. And we have our Wind Up Wednesday, which is our business after hours. We w- have Wine? Like wind wind up? Wind up, like re-energize <laughs> your business. With the one little wine in your glass? <laughs> no. <laughs> not complaining. It's a little, it's yeah, a not little, whining. Sign me up for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little play on words. Yeah, I used to host an event. I think Artie was uh, uh, motioning towards it was networking and wine tasting. Oh, okay. I call it net whining. Net whining. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll talk about maybe rebooting maybe, that yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I like that. So... And, Oh, go ahead. And we have our network with our rock stars, which actually um, one of our members hosts the event at their location. So it gives people a chance to learn where they are, what they're about, see their venue. And then we give the opportunity to a home-based business or maybe a business that does not have a brick and mortar to be the vendor there. So it brings brings some visibility and gives them the chance to meet some new people. So they get kind of their virtual ribbon cutting at an event like that, right, to announce them and their services, I guess, right? Yeah, gives them visibility to market themselves. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Um, So finish on this is uh, being that you don't have a a sales director in place, uh, but in addition to that, what are some of the staff members, maybe a shout out that you're looking to interview or bring on board, you know, who would be on your short list as far as uh, types of positions? Well, actually, so with the the sales of the chamber, one of the one of my philosophies is really that you can't sell chamber membership okay. and so it's very relational okay. versus transactional okay. so the more that we can get people to our events get people to connecting and talking and then they see the value of the chamber and so that's so getting the communication out and getting people to our events is 
more successful in this type of chamber than it is going out and hard selling chamber yeah, membership. Yeah, so it's more so, experiential so it's rather more than knocking on doors. And also, probably, I imagine you have some uh, committee members that volunteer Absolutely. and the membership drives and so forth. Yeah, shout okay. out definitely to our ambassador team. That's our awesome Alpharetta ambassadors. <laughs> and they are members of the chamber right. that volunteer their time to onboard new members and make nice. sure that new members are getting the best. They bring out a gift to them, make an appointment sit down and talk with them about how to best what events might be best things like that so they are an amazing team and we have a team of about 11 or 12 right now that's awesome already any finishing thoughts here we're almost out of time or uh, nancy well i I think we covered a lot i learned a lot so uh, i I think we can give nancy a a moment here to uh, how would anyone contact if they're interested yeah call to action sure yeah -hmm. Yeah, definitely our website has everything available there it's alpharetta chamber so it's very easy. Well said. Uh, we're closing this episode of the Georgia Podcast, coming to a close here. Once again, the Georgia Podcast with Rich Casanova here alongside Artie Rudiman. And our guest, guest uh, today was Nancy Hohen. The, she's the president and CEO of the Alpharetta Chamber of Commerce. And remember, uh, if you want to be on the show, reach out to us. It's the who's who and what's new in Georgia. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel, we thank you for listening to the Georgia Podcast featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com and by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Join Rich Casanova for the next Georgia podcast and download on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.